Welcome to the podcast for Salem Baptist Church, where the senior pastor is Reverend Dr. Selwyn Q. Bacchus. Salem is located at 3131 Lake Street in Omaha, Nebraska, 68111. This podcast has been created as a mobile companion to your engagement with Salem. Whether you use it to listen to a service you are unable to attend or to revisit a sermon, we pray that this podcast will serve as a source of motivation and connection to a word-centered and spirit-led church that cares about your journey. Be sure to turn on your alerts as we deliver a variety of content to you. Don't miss out on church services, interactive Bible studies, and special interviews all here on Salem's podcast. Share the podcast with a friend or family member. Listen as you have your morning coffee, daily exercise, or travel to work. No matter when you are listening, we pray this episode blesses you.
Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, praise the Lord, everybody. If you're glad to be in the house of the Lord this evening, let's put our hands together and bless our great God. Come on, he's worthy of all of the praise, all of the honor, and all of the glory. I know it's a night service, but did anybody come to lift up the name of Jesus? Come on, did anybody come to lift up the name of Jesus? We're going to ask that you worship with us as we open up this service to sing songs of praise. Feel free to open up your mouth, stand up, clap, whatever the spirit places on your heart, and worship with us as we go into this 2022 unity service. Amen? Amen. If it wasn't for the Lord, where would I be? My life was nothing until he set me free. What a change he made in my life. No more compromising the wrong for the right. He made the difference. He made the difference in my life. If it wasn't for the Live. He made the 
Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. Now we will have scripture by Superintendent Demetrius Watson, pastor, New Fellowship Christian Church, followed by greetings from the Reverend Dr. Selwyn Q. Bacchus, senior pastor, Salem Baptist Church. The scripture is found in the book of Genesis, the 37th chapter, the 19th through the 20th verse. The scripture says, here comes that dreamer, and said to each other, come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns, and say that a ferocious animal devoured him, then we'll see what comes of his dream. Greetings in the name of he who order, orders our steps and directs our path, paths. We are so, so grateful to Pastor Cabot, Pastor McCool, and certainly uh, Dr. Miles uh, for the privilege and opportunity to simply say on behalf of the Salem Baptist Church that we welcome you. Our arms are open wide. We are so grateful for the privilege and opportunity to host this wonderful celebration, and we pray that all will be well as you are with us. May God bless you and may God keep you as our prayer. We certainly thank Pastor Watson for the scripture. We thank Pastor Bacchus for the words of welcome. This time we'll be blessed by a musical selection. You deserve our praise, the 20. 22, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Unity Ensemble. Followed by that, we will have Unity Prayer by Reverend Charles Nelson, chaplain of IMA, and then we will have another selection following that. clap our hands and let's give God some praise on today. This song says you deserve our praise. No matter what you're going through, what you've been through, just know God still deserves it. Listen.
give God some praise. If you say nobody deserves the praise but Jesus, you ought to show forth it right now and give God a hand wave. Come on. All over the building, wave your hand. If you know he deserves the praise, can we do it one more time? most powerful, most present, omnipotent, to the all-knowing, the all-powerful, and the all-existing God, 
until the one that stood outside of nothing, with nothing in the palm of his hand. You spoke and caused the whole world and all of the universes to come into existence. It is unto you, God, the one that we call on to, that took dust from the foundation of his earth, shaped it and formed it. And then you, oh God, you breathed into it and you called him man. It is by that, Lord, by you, God, that we come, knowing how pleasant and how good it is for us to dwell together in unity. In such a day and a time when unity is a word that seems to have lost its substance, we come unto you, God, because we know you are the one that can fix any broken pieces. As we look back throughout time, we can see that throughout your holy word that it was you, Lord, that all along held everything together in the palms of your hand. And even as we look back throughout the years when our ancestors had to fight for civil rights, when those like Martin Luther King and the Southern Christian Leadership Conference and other unities and other services and other groups of men, women, boys, and girls that was gathered together in your name's sake, as they made their vows to serve you and put their lives on the line. They did it, Lord, for the sake of unity. And so, Lord, now in this day and this time that we are in, that you have appointed and placed us to serve, we come asking of you, Lord, you, the same God, to be the voice of unity, that even when we cannot see your face, that we can trace your hands as you move and guide us into the way that you would have us to go. We ask you, O oh Lord, O oh dear Heavenly Father, to rest, rule, and abide in the presence of this assembly, whether it's here in the sanctuary or even present with those that are watching, watching in virtual land. We need the fullness of the presence so that we can be sure that we are doing the work that you have called unto us to do. We pray, Lord, that as this world recalls the things in the life, especially in this country of Martin Luther King and his legacy and his lessons and what it has meant in years past, what it means now and what it would forever mean in the years to come, that you just guide us over thou great Jehovah, for we are just pilgrims in this barren land. It is evident, Lord, that at times we are weak, but we put all of our hope, we put all of our trust, we put all of our cares and compassion into your hands because we know that you care for us. So, Lord, just show your faithfulness, and we, your children, will be careful to give you the praise We'll be careful, Lord, to give you the honor. We'll be careful, Lord, to give you the glory that is rightfully only due unto your mighty and magnificent name. For you are the one that sit high above all, and there is nothing before you and nothing after you. We ask you, Lord, to bless this preacher this evening, 
fill your vessel with your words, that his words may do more than just penetrate the mind and speak to the head, but it moves the heart and commands the hands to do the work that you have called each and every one of us individually to do as we make up this great body called the church. It is all this that we ask and that we pray forevermore in the most mighty and precious name of Jesus the Christ. Let all the saints say, Amen. We certainly thank Reverend Nelson for the prayer. We thank the Unity Choir for that selection. And uh, some of us are getting the opportunity to see what we've been missing out on. Amen. Co COVID has caused some of us to miss out on the fellowship uh, that scripture inspires us and charges us to do. Because the scripture tells us to forsake not the assembling of the saints. And, and I've, I've discovered that you can't assemble in fellowship with a laptop, an iPad, or an iPhone. There's, there's, there's something missing uh, when you view a service over an electronic device when you're not in the Lord's house instead. Uh, the, Lord, the Lord promised to meet us in his house. He didn't promise to meet us on the laptop. Amen. Amen. He, he didn't make that promise. So uh, I know we have to be cautious. We need to be careful. But we also need to be Christian and Christ-like in our efforts. Amen. We, we are grateful for the service thus far. And now we're ready to be blessed by another uh, a song from the Unity Ensemble, God is on your side. Followed by that, we'd have uh, uh, Pastor Williams, the second vice president of IMA, come and tell us about the 2022 academic scholarship and also the offering. Amen. No matter what you're going through, God is on your side. How many of you believe that in the house? Put your hands together with us. Here we go. Come on, set. Hold your head up high. Don't you be discouraged. God is standing by. God is on your side. Don't you be afraid. You're going to make it. For God is on your side. God is going to bless. 
You know how I know God is going to bless us? Because he's already blessing us. <laughs> We're in the midst of a great time right now because God is blessing us. It's my pleasure to ask you this evening if you would support the work of the Interdenominational Ministerial Alliance through your financial gifts. This morning, uh, excuse me, this evening, we are blessed that in spite of COVID, in spite of being disjointed, the work still goes on. Now, First Vice President mentioned the uh, scholarship. We're going to do the scholarship bigger and better next year. We have been interviewing, getting to know elective officials and candidates. We have been supporting the community through our president's work, vaccinating folks COVID-19. She deserves a hand for that. Awesome work. We even gave out candy, amen, at the trunk or treat <laughs> and uh, celebrated the children. This evening, in your program, there is a QR code. You can take a picture of that and give. You can also, on Facebook, give through that QR code. And I, I'm, I'm going to be obedient. We, we had made arrangements to do one thing, but we're going to ask you if you would please, you got an envelope, we're going to ask that you would please fill out your envelope. Those of you who are here tonight, put your gift in it, and as I understand it, there are offering boxes in the rear when you leave. We're going to follow protocol that way. Those of you all who are members of IMA, don't forget, this is a great night to give your dues. Amen. <laughs> great night to support next year's scholarship. We'll likely have two winners and also just to give a gift of support. All right, the worship is great. We're not going to hinder the worship. Let's bow in prayer for the offering. Eternal God, we thank you for those individuals who are able to give tonight. We thank you, Lord, for those who are watching virtually who will give. We thank you, Lord, for those who have a mind to give. We thank you, Lord, for the work of IMA. We thank you, Lord, for the unity that we share as brothers and sisters on the battlefield for our Lord. We give you praise, glory, and honor. In the name of Jesus, bless these gifts. Multiply them for your glory. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.
We thank Second Vice President Williams for the offertory appeal. And now uh, we are up to uh, the uh, IMA presentation of awards by President Reverend Portia A. Cavett, President of IMA, will come and present to us the uh, Drum Major Award for Action, Advocacy, and Accountability, as well as the Reverend Dr. Uh, Nigel L. McPherson, Sr. IMA President's Award. Following that, we will have the introduction of our preacher for this evening by Pastor Kenneth A. Allen, Sr., Senior Pastor of the Zion Baptist Church. Following that, we will have a musical selection uh, entitled High Praise, coming from the ensemble. We will follow in that order. Thank you. Greetings in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is indeed my pleasure to stand before you and uh, welcome you to this service and sharing with us. And uh, for those ushers, uh, if you would just have uh, those boxes or those baskets outside, we're going to ask that people would give as they go out in the midst of the pandemic, God has been good. Has God been good to you in the midst of this pandemic almost two years? We've been going through and had to do things a little bit differently. But I trust and believe that God's going to make a way. God has already made a way. God has blessed us beyond measure. And so we thank you in advance for what you are going to do as I uh, look and think about uh, being the president of the Interdenominational Minister Alliance of Metropolitan Omaha. Uh, now in my second year, I deem myself the uh, pandemic president. And it's all right to be the pandemic president because in the midst of a pandemic, you gotta keep everything together. You got to learn how to work it out in different ways and see God in the midst. And so I thank God for all that we've been able to do and would ask that you would continue to pray uh, for us. I'm going to ask uh, K. Rail Leeper, do you have your phone? Can you take pictures for me uh, during this presentation? When we uh, think about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., I like what Reverend Raphael Warnack uh, said. You cannot remember Dr. King and dismember his legacy at the same time. You can't remember his, his dream and dismember his legacy at the same time. So it's up to us to lift our voices. It's up to us to exercise our right and vote. It's up to us to be those change agents that God needs now. We say that we are God's children. We call ourselves Christians, but now it's time to do the work. And when we think about how the Christians, our foreparents in the South, were willing to put their lives on the line. 
were willing to serve a risen Savior to bring about a difference that we might receive in this era, in this time in which we live. But I stand before you to say that it's time for us to get to work. It's time for us to recognize and to live out not only the dream, but to see the vision, to write it in bold letters that everyone might see that the Lord indeed is with us and no longer can things stay the same. And so I want to say thank you to Pastor Allen and the committee for the teaching on yesterday. We had a mighty time in studying and understanding the Selma campaign. Can you remember back in 1965 when they were working hard to get the right to vote? That they were willing to walk across the Edmund Pettus Bridge and all of us can recall Bloody Sunday. And then the second time to walk across the bridge, Dr. King said, no, we need to turn back. And some people got upset and went their own way. But sometimes you got to listen and wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Dr. King said, we got to wait. We got to wait and get the word from not only the president, but also the governor. And then the third time to walk across the Edmund Predators Bridge, people came working together, that beloved community. And so it's time for us to do just that. And so before I give these awards, I want to make the appeal on yesterday in our panel discussion, we decided that on tomorrow, the Martin Luther King Jr. Day of Service, that we would have a day on initiative. Everybody say it with me, a day on initiative. Because most of us are off from work, we're gonna sit and do whatever we want, but at 3 p.m., we invite you to come to Clare Memorial United Methodist Church 56 and Ames that we might have a conversation, that we might strategize, that we might put our minds together in order to bring about a change. When I think about what we need to do, we need to address all of the needs of North Omaha, not just making sure that people are vaccinated, but we need to address the needs where people are hurting, where people need to make sure they have a job, their businesses are still going on, that they have a place to live and food to eat, that they can indeed deal in their own mental health and know that they are somebody. And so, Tomorrow at 3, we invite you to come that we might have a conversation. When I think about the ARPA funds or the recovery funds that the federal government has sent to the state of Nebraska, I'm sure you heard the same as I did in the state of the state address from Governor Ricketts. 
where he said that he was allocating $12 million for North Omaha. And then we have our senators that represent District 11 and 13, Senator Wayne and Senator McKinney, who have put together a plan asking for $450 million for North Omaha. That's a big gap. No longer can we do things the same whole way. We got to bring about a change. So as we come together tomorrow, we've got to believe that the Lord is going to form an alliance that we can support our senators, but also that we can make sure that our voices are heard. Now is the time to bring about the change that needs to take place, not only in North Omaha, but in other areas within this city for those of us that are people of color. So no matter what you're doing, the Day On initiative starts at 3 p.m. tomorrow. So with all of that being said, now is the time that we want to lift up the IMA 2022 awards. IMA is an organization of interdenominational preachers that come together to advocate on behalf of minorities in North Omaha and to work in action, advocacy, and accountability. All of you that know me in my time here, that that's what I stand for. And that's what I'll do until the Lord calls me home. And so our recipients for today are people that are indeed drum majors, drum majors in their own right. So as I call uh, your name, uh, first vice president, the best first vice president that uh, a, a female president could have. And the person, uh, Pastor McCruel, will uh, give you your awards. K-Rail will take a picture, and then after the service, I would like to take a picture with each and every one of you. And so the drum major for action award goes to an organization that uh, is still somewhat uh, in the midst of developing and growing and most of us are still trying to figure out who they are. But for 22 years, they have been serving in this community. They are award-winning 501c3 organization bringing healthy, fresh food, teaching, educating, and making sure that everyone is healthy. And even in the midst of the COVID pandemic, they were taking food to people who were in isolation, people who were in need that were suffering uh, in the pandemic. And so I want to say that all of those churches that received vegetable boxes when uh, the YMCA stopped, that it was whispering roots that made sure that we had the boxes and we were giving out over 200 every week and some churches were coming to pick up to distribute from their own location. 
And so I'm going to ask that Greg Flip, uh, the founder and CEO of Whispering Roots, would come forward that we might recognize this organization as our drum major of action. Bless you. It's amazing when he started this organization and they are still working. And if you come to Claire on the second and the fourth Fridays, we have uh, the boxes and he makes sure that they are delivered to us. The Drum Major of Advocacy is an organization or is a group of people that came together in March of 2020. I have the pleasure of chairing the North Omaha Area Health uh, Free Clinic Board and our clinical director, Mr. Mark uh, Darby, and Dr. Kate Fyan of the University of uh, Nebraska Medical Center College of Nursing. Uh, we got together and we began to talk and to share and wanted to make sure that everyone in the community got the right information. Not the fake news, but the real information about the COVID pandemic that we found ourselves in. It was the Noah Free Clinic that made sure that we had the testing uh, facilities. Uh, they were also the ones that were making sure when we got uh, the vaccines that people could come and likewise be vaccinated. Uh, we did a survey because we wanted to hear from those in North Omaha how they were dealing in the midst of this pandemic. And when we heard, they said they weren't getting the information. And so we started the COVID conversations on Tuesday evenings at 5 uh, p.m. And we were doing that every week, and now we meet every other week. And we brought on uh, various doctors and uh, Dr. David Quimbley, an infectious disease doctor from CHI, joined us, and uh, some of the MOCA docs, the University of Nebraska Medical Center, infectious disease, the emergency room, whoever we called, they came. And you could write down your questions and ask them on Facebook Live, and you could get your answer. And so our drum major of advocacy is the North Omaha Area Health COVID Conversation Team, and Mr. Mark Darby is present with us tonight. And you can also see the Douglas County dashboard on Tuesday nights where we pull it up so that you can indeed see. We want to thank them for helping and to make sure and providing vaccines by appointment on Monday and Friday from 3 to 5, or 3 to 4, and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 4 uh, to 5 p.m., but please call and make an appointment. Our drum major for accountability is an Omaha native. She's been here, born reared, educated right here. She has an entrepreneurial spirit and 
Even though she works a full-time job, she makes herself available to serve her community. And when we thought about uh, this person of accountability, you can read that in 1993, uh, she not only as a homeowner, but she began to work with the North Omaha Long School uh, Neighborhood uh, Association. And sometimes we forget people who are working behind the scenes, people who are lifting up and asking questions and willing to put themselves out on a limb. And so in the midst of that, she was able to listen. She was able to respect the opinion of others and the ability to resolve issues that she decided that in working with other organizations that she developed the North 24th Street Neighborhood Alliance. No matter what we hear now, we've got to go back and recognize those people that others might have taken their thought, their dream, their reality, and claim it as their own. But then our recipient didn't stop there. She made herself available to run for city office, and she ran and won the seat of District 2 in the city council. And so today we want to recognize and say that we've seen you, we've seen your work, and we know that you will hold others accountable as we hold you accountable. But as our drum major for accountability, Councilwoman, Juanita Johnson. Thank you so much. And then for this next award, It's amazing, this is our second year in honoring uh, Reverend Dr. Nedjel L. McPherson, Sr. and naming the President Award. And yes, I don't take it lightly that uh, this would be the second time that is given to a female because women, we see you. I see you, and I know that you see me. And so when we think about this person, she's been around a long time, serving, not looking for anything in return, a, a gentle spirit, a dedicated mother, a worker par excellence that is willing to serve the Lord. Not only is she working with youth and young adults, but also pastors and ministers' wives and serving as a district missionary and a supervisor of the Department of Women for the Nebraska First Jurisdiction of the Church of God in Christ. She is a radio personality. She even serves with her husband now on Saturday where they have a, 
uh, radio broadcast that you can call in. She has served as Mother of the Year. She works with the League of Women Voters, and she has served as an ambassador, a, a community health worker in the midst of this COVID pandemic. She's not sitting at home. She might be walking aside her husband, but she is her own woman in her own right. And so it is indeed my pleasure to recognize the wife of Preston Love Jr., that dynamic powerhouse and servant in the person of Mother Martha, Martha Parker Love. Won't you come and receive the President's Award? We have to learn how to recognize people while they're still living. We say that we ought to give them their flowers while they can smell them, but we ought to be able to tell them that we see them and we appreciate them. Thank you, uh, uh, Pastor McCruel. Want to say if there are any elected officials in the room that you would please stand so that we can Amen. So we have uh, Representative Don Bacon with us. Thank you so much for uh, sharing, and you always support uh, this service, and so we thank you for your presence. But those of you that are online that are watching us, we say thank you likewise for being with us. That concludes our awards, and at this time we will... Uh, receive Reverend Allen. I'm thankful for a uh, advisory board of the former presidents. Won't you please come? To our worship leader, Vice President McCruel, certainly to our president, Pastor Portia Cavett, to all of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, to the, to the distinguished honorees who have received their awards, it's good to be here. I said it's good to be here. Amen. And it is my privilege to present as our speaker for this annual Martin Luther King Unity Service, someone who has known me all of my life. He knew me before I was born, and he has been a friend, a counselor, an advisor. And in fact, that word friend typifies our good friend, the Reverend Dr. John Modest Miles. There are many parallels between him and Dr. Martin Luther King. One parallel is that when you say their names, you have to say all three names. 
You can't just say John Miles. You have to say John Modest Miles. You can't just say Martin King. You have to say Martin Luther King. But like Dr. King was a friend to so many, uh, Reverend Miles, Dr. John Modest Miles, is a friend to many. He's a friend to presidents. President Bill Clinton has him on speed dial. And when he seeks spiritual advice and needs a word of wisdom, President Clinton calls on him. And then he is a friend to the churches of Omaha. He has preached and, and served and ministered all across this city. At Zion Baptist Church, at Pilgrim Baptist Church, at Morning Star Baptist Church, and other churches, he has proclaimed the unsearchable riches of Christ. He is a friend to the churches of this community, to the city of Omaha. He is a friend to the Interdenominational Ministerial Alliance. He was the preacher who served as the speaker for our installation of officers when I had the privilege of serving as president of this great body. He is a son of the South, born in Arkansas. And having matriculated at Arkansas Baptist College and other institutions of higher education. But the main concern we have tonight as I present and not introduce him to those who already know him, the main concern we have tonight is, does he have a word from the Lord? I can assure you that he does. He is involved heavily in the National Baptist Convention. He is involved in the city of Kansas City. He is known all across that community. And the word that he shares is not some lofty theory, but is born in a practical experience with the lives of people. He is a difference maker. There is so much more that I could say about my friend, friend to the Allen family, friend of preachers. But I will simply say to you, hear ye the voice of a prophet for this 21st century, the Reverend Dr. John Modest Miles.
resigned in 1972. Amen. Amen. And, and a few times thereafter, and just name it, I could just go on and talk, tell you about Kenneth, but he is so close, that family is so close, his mother, his grandmother mentored my mother, and we could just go on and talk, his uncle would come in every Sunday <clears throat> before I'd go to the pulpit and say, let me check your hair. He was a barber, and he says, I think I'm going to have to start back cutting your hair. It's not cut right. So, amen. So it's a great time to talk about the Allen family, my brethren and sisters. Uh, it goes back years and years and years. And uh, Dr. Selman, God bless you, Pastor. Let me tell you, your mother was better than your daddy. <laughs> amen. All right. She, she helped me so much uh, in tr making the difference in people's lives. She was a supervisor at the gas company. I'd call her up, and I said, I said, Miss Wilma, I need you to help get somebody's gas back on. They can't pay the bill. She says, uh, Miles, give me the address. And she helped so many people uh, with their gas bills, and she was a jewel, and we are grateful, we are grateful. And I just want to say that we are so excited to be here on this evening for this grand and glorious occasion. Thank all of you. Amen. Amen. We so grateful. Gannis, Mr. President, so much. Thank you so much. And Vice President, thank you so much. You may be seated. My brothers and sisters, uh, this is a night when we come <clears throat> to celebrate that of uh, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, yes, my brothers and sisters. And I come to express to all of you that we acknowledge by this memorial service an appreciation for Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Acknowledge him as an apostle for world peace and effort to bring peace to all mankind. It is important that we do what we are doing here tonight and continue to lift up his legacy. Thank you for recognizing one who has transformed the landscape of America. Rather, to be honest with you, the entire world. Well, Socrates, my brothers and sisters, who died 399 years before Christ, and whose death is said to be one of the most talked about deaths in history until the death of Jesus Christ. And I am persuaded that uh, the death of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. will be one of the most talked about deaths in history until as James Weldon Johnson said, God shall blot out time and start the wheel of eternity. Well, Walter Russell Bowie says religion involves God, man, life, death, and destiny. Therefore, may we consider Martin Luther King Jr.'s thinking as revealed in his spoken and his written statement 
about God, man, life, death, and destiny. Nobody could question Dr. Martin Luther King's belief in God, but he lived a life that was more revealing of the reality and the nature and the character of God than anybody we've seen on this planet since Jesus of Nazareth. Well, Harry, Harris Franklin Rawls, the great theologian, says religion, yes, relation is doing things to things and things doing things to you. Concerning the personal relationship with God, Martin Luther King Jr. says, when my courage had almost gone, I decided to take my problems to God. With my head, oh yes, in my hand, I bowed over the kitchen table and I prayed aloud. The words I spoke to God that midnight are still vivid in my memory. He said, I am here taking a stand to what I believe is right. But now, he says, I'm afraid. The people are looking to me for leadership. And if I stand before them without strength, if I stand before them without courage, they will falter. I'm at the end of my power. I have nothing left. I've come to the point where I can't face it alone. Well, Dr. King is someone that recognized a service beyond himself. Yeah. Dr. King says at that moment, I experienced the presence of the divine. And I've never experienced him before like I've experienced him tonight. It seemed as though I could hear the quiet assurance of an inner voice saying, stand up for righteous, stand up for truth, and God will be by your side forever. My brothers and sisters, uh, uh, I had a chance to uh, spend quite a bit of time with uh, one of his side uh, persons, Billy Cowles. In fact, Billy first uh, spoke at our church in Little Rock in 1972. He came to Morning Star about three times on one occasion. Uh, Billy brought his choir to Morning Star. And I had time to talk with him. We appeared on some uh, events together at uh, the college, uh, UMKC, and I had a chance to talk with him, and in sharing with me, he said the night before Dr. Martin Luther King uh, was assassinated, they were supposed to be at Mason Temple, and he said uh, to Ralph Abernathy, he said to him, Sir Ralph, you and Billy and all you go on and say a few words at Mason Temple. And Billy says, uh, when they got there, 
says, uh, Dr. Ralph Abernathy looked at him and said, uh, this is not our crowd. This is Dr. Martin Luther King's crowd. Uh -huh. And they got on the phone and called the Lorraine Hotel and said to Dr. King, Dr. King, this is not our crowd. This is your crowd. And you need uh, to be here. And, at, and, and that was at that time uh, when he gave that famous speech, that famous speech, I've been to the mountaintop. Yeah, and that's where that began. And then later, Billy is the one that you see on the back and they're pointing from where the bullet came from when Dr. King was assassinated. Well, in Dr. King's sermon, a knock at midnight. Yeah, Dr. King says he looked at, uh, yes, uh, at the parable and he sees within it a basic outline, a basic guide. Yeah. Endearing with many of our problems, problems that we are confronted with, oh my God, in our world uh, today. And in that, he talks about the role of the church. Dr. King says it is midnight in our world today. And I come to express, I talk with you tonight, I come to express to you tonight, we are experiencing darkness so deep that we can't hardly see which way to turn. It's midnight when we think of January the 6th, one year ago, storming of the, yes, nation's capital. It's midnight. Yeah, it's midnight for months and days, no concern about the pandemic, COVID-19. Yeah, the number of cases and death from uh, the COVID, yes, 19, is swiftly moving up towards 70 million. Yeah, there's a knock at midnight, a knock for adequate health care. Oh, you don't hear me. There's a knock at midnight. Yes, uh, that we will quit sending uh, innocent people uh, to prison. It was Dr. King's dream that we must think not about mansions in the sky, but also the slums, those who live in the tents, under the bridges, ghettos and drug uh, and prostitution houses. Think of the gambling casinos. Yeah, yeah, the swelting warehouses of liquor. Institutions infested, yeah, with hidden racism that go on crippling uh, human souls. Not merely about streets that are flowing with milk and honey, but about the millions of people in the world who go to bed hungry at night. Well, my brothers and sisters, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. died helping garbage workers. Oh yeah, died believing in being equal status, equal rights, and equal opportunity. 
Well, I come as we celebrate Dr. King's legacy. We honor a man. We honor a scholar. We honor a preacher. We honor a crusader. We honor a prophet whose power enabled him to challenge a system filled with racism and bigotry. Yes, this celebration symbolizes a national commitment to political racial justice and human dignity. My, by making King's birthday a national act, the nation declares to include the, the excluded and the remedy, yeah, the equities, and uh, yes, our nation comes on this day again yes, to renew its vows. But it is a day of national conscience. We need again to renew our vows. The, the words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence promise that all men would guarantee the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yes, well, my brethren and sisters, what Dr. Martin Luther King says in his speech on I Have a Dream, mm -hmm. America has defaulted on his promises. Well, we must forever continue our struggle on the high plains of dignity and discipline. Well, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., minister and activist, became visible, yes, uh, with the American Civil Rights Movement in 1955. Blacks were told how to vote. Oh, you don't hear me? Yeah. My brothers and sisters, we cannot go back. No, no, we cannot go back. Yeah, blacks receive uh, buses and books chairs from the schools uh, after they had been torn up and worn out. I was among that crowd. The big house, listen, the big house would put their children on the bus and they would go to school. They would go to, and the little house would put their children on the bus to go to school and the big house would flag the bus down and tell the children from the little house to get off the bus, they knew that they had to go to the field. Back of the, in the back of the bus where we had to go, but jobs for blacks were not given the, the opportunity, my brothers and sisters, schools blacks couldn't attend. We can't turn back. We must pick up from where we left off and help many, yes, the lives of the disenfranchised to be better. Be there black or white, be there red or yellow, rich or poor, city dwellers or farmers, young or old, we can't turn back. We must improve the plight of humanity is what it's all about. We must be a better race relation and religious tolerance, social justice, equal education, and economic opportunity. Martin Luther King Jr. spent his life and lost it, turning his dreams into reality. He says, I have a dream that one day valleys shall be exalted. Every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain. 
the crooked places will be made straight and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. Martin Luther King went, yeah, said we don't have to curse. We don't have to go around acting bad with our words. We don't need any bricks or bottles. We don't need any cocktails. Young men, pull up your pants. Oh, my brethren and sisters, yes, and wash from your mouth their dirty language. Young women, don't, yeah, look like a, a call girl. Dr. Otis Moss, Jr., from Cleveland, Ohio, was very close to Dr. King's family, said that Dr. King talked about from time to time that ends and means ought to cohere. You cannot use unholy, undemocratic, anti-human means to achieve humanitarian, yet ethical and civilizing goals. So we must represent it in our language, in our speech, in our walk, in our talk into what to every degree possible of our personal appearance. Yes, the goal we seek to reach, go to school, go to college, prepare yourself. The world will make a beaten path to your door. Yes, Nobody can deny you. Well, we hope by these memorial services to keep alive the dream of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., his philosophy, loving, not hating, showing understanding, not anger, making peace and not war, helping freedom exist for all people everywhere. In the words, we must not make excuses. The church of God must continue to look for hope. We must be persistent until justice run down the streets like water and righteous like a mighty stream. We must be persistent. What is good and what doeth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly and love mercy and walk humbly with thy God. Martin Luther King Jr. made the statement, I've seen the, yeah, the lightning flash, I've heard the thunder roll. Wow. I've felt sin breakers dashing, yes, trying to conquer my soul. Yes, but I heard the voice of Jesus yes, telling me to fight on. Yes, he promised yes, never to leave me alone. Yes, he promised never to leave me alone. Yes, it is imperative for us to know that America's greatness will not come from the harbors and the rivers. America's greatness will not come uh, from the fields and the forests. The American greatness will not come from mines and commerce, schools uh, and colleges. America's greatness will not come from Congress and Constitution. America's greatness will not come from the Senate, neither the President, but from God and men and women of God flaming with righteousness. I know the song says, yes, uh, 
But let me just take a few words from the South. The Lord will see us through. The Lord will see us through. Oh, deep in my heart, I do believe the Lord will see us through. We are on to victory. We are on to victory. Oh, deep in my heart, I do believe we are on to victory. We are not afraid. We are not afraid. We are not afraid today. Oh, deep in my heart, I do believe we are on to victory. The truth shall make us free. The truth shall make us free. Oh, deep in my heart, I do believe the truth will make us free. I know, I know, I know. Dr. Martin Luther King Memorial Celebration, yes, but I can't leave you tonight without telling you about a greater celebration. It's about our Jesus. Oh, it's about our Jesus. Oh, it was about our Jesus. Martin Luther King was killed, but Jesus gave his life on Calvary. A revolutionary prophet died on Calvary. A prophet, a prophet, a prophet who healed the sick. A prophet, a prophet who fed the hungry. A prophet, a prophet, I tell you, who made the blind to see. I'm talking about Jesus who died on Calvary. I'm talking about Jesus, whom they put in the grave. I'm talking about Jesus, who early, 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 Sunday morning, he got up, didn't he get up? Do you know Jesus is real? He walks with you. He talks with us. He tells us that we are his own. He died for us. But early, 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 Sunday morning, Sunday morning, Sunday morning, Sunday morning, he got up, didn't he get up? With all power in his hand, he lives today. He lives today. He lives today. He lives today. Did not our hearts burn tonight? I said, did not our hearts burn tonight? 
Won't you give God praise and glory? Come on, I said give God praise. We've heard the word. Now it's time for us to play a significant part. Some folks rather have houses and land. Some folks choose silver or gold. These things they treasure, but they forget about their soul. Long time ago, I've decided to make Jesus my choice. And I'm so glad that I did because the road has been rough. The going has been tough. The hills have been hard to climb. But I started out a long time ago. There is no doubt in my mind. I've decided to make Jesus my choice. And perhaps there's some man, some woman, some boy, some girl who wants to offer themselves to Jesus today and make him their choice. The doors of the church are open. Won't you come if you're here? Hallelujah. You're outside the ark of safety. We have so many pastors here who would be delighted to serve as your shepherd. Is there one today? If you need prayer, we can pray with you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Things in life. Hallelujah. We try to obtain, we work and we work, still we can't claim, but if it's in God's will for you, yes, Lord. you will find this to be true, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you, he stands ready. He's willing, able to do what you need him to do. Hallelujah. Anybody know he's ready? God is ready. And he's willing. Glory to God. Able to do what you need him to do. Hallelujah. God bless you. Things that we want. We try to get them any way that we can. You know that's not how God works. God has a master plan. But you gotta be faithful. Gotta be steadfast and do what you should. For those who love the Lord, He's working it out for your good. He's ready. And he's willing, he's able to do what you need him to do. Do I got a witness out there if you know that he's ready? Oh, Lord, willing. Thank you, Lord, what you need him to do. 
come on, choir, say right again. He's ready. Oh, he's ready. He says, I'm ready to do it. He says, I'm standing at your door. He said, I'm knocking at your door. And if you will, will, will let me in, I'll come in the room and shop with you. Sit down at a table with you. Cause I'm ready. Not only that, but I'm willing. He says, I'm willing to open the door. Anybody know we serve a ready, willing, and able God? Hey, yeah. What you need him to do, what you need him to do. 
but it's about all of us working together, uh, lifting and carrying our part of the load. So I want to say thank you for the opportunity to be of service and to be working together. Remember that we are meeting tomorrow for the Day On Initiative. It's time for us to rise up. It's time for us to speak up and to demand what is rightfully ours. You heard the preacher. If we're still fighting for the same thing, God is doing a new thing. So let us come together. God bless you. Continue to be safe. Don't forget to place your offering envelope in the basket. God will know if you had an intent to give and you go out the door and say nobody's looking, God is looking. And I declare today, whatever seed you sow, God will multiply it. God will make sure that there is enough to do the work. But don't be left behind or left out in sowing your seed tonight. Thank you again. Continue to be safe. I pray that each and every one of you are vaccinated and boosted. And if you're not, if you still got questions and wonder when we're going to come out of this, not until we all come together. This is not our first pandemic. It's the first one that we've lived in and hopefully we'll live through. But let us do our part. You see the uh, vaccination clinics and those that are scheduled in North Omaha for the month of February. I believe that God is going to touch us. And in the month of February, those of us in North Omaha will be vaccinated. Our numbers will go up because we want to live. We want to live so that God can use us. So do your part. That uh, flyer was made earlier in the week, and I met with Nelson Mandela, and so we will have a vaccination clinic uh, at Nelson Mandela on February the 5th and February the 26th. Uh, so the 1st and the 4th, uh, Saturday, and it will be the Pfizer and the Moderna. So please, if you live in that portion of North Omaha that you will come out. Urban League on the second Sunday, Girls Inc., I mean, second Saturday, Girls Inc. on the first and the third Saturday, and then you can always stop by Claire on Wednesdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We want to bring about the change that we need, and we can overcome the COVID-19 virus and the variants. And just in case you have not heard, there will be another booster for those that are immunocompromised.
So get ready, roll up your sleeves. We want to keep you alive and well. Thank you for tonight. Let us stand for the benediction, and I'm going to give that to our preacher for the hour that he might give us our going out blessing. Jesus Christ be with all of them that love him in sincerity. Let us all shout.